Father God, I pray that you would be with us now as we open your holy word, and that by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that you would teach us, that you would guide us, and that you would bring us, Father, to that solemn night in which our Lord Jesus Christ gave his commandments to his disciples. Father, we hear, we receive, and we accept his teaching. In Jesus' name, amen. This evening, we sort of continue what we have been doing for the last three weeks. We have been with Jesus in Bethany, to the east of Jerusalem, about two miles away. We experienced the resurrection of Lazarus, and we had some great teaching in that sermon. And then we followed Jesus as he told his disciples to go to a town nearby, Bethsaida, and ask a man for his donkey because he wanted to use it to enter into Jerusalem. And then we journeyed with Jesus last week eastward from Bethany to the Mount of Olives, down the Kidron Valley, and then we ascended with Jesus into the Mount of the Temple, where the city of Jerusalem had been founded and where the temple was. All of that we experienced last week as I preached to you and taught you on the triumphal entry of Jesus. Well, that was Sunday. Jesus had spent the following days teaching in the temple at every opportunity that he had. But in the evenings, he would retreat back to either the Mount of Olives or all the way back to Bethany. And then in the daytime, he would return to Jerusalem and continue teaching at every opportunity that he had in the temple. At times being opposed by the religious leaders, at times he would oppose them and would challenge their understanding and challenge their uh, their acceptance of God's revelation and of who he was. Today, however, we come to an evening where Jesus does not retreat to Bethany. It's an evening that he stays in the city of Jerusalem. And he tells uh, two of his disciples to go to a man, a man that seemed to have owned a home, in the city of Jerusalem with a room in the upstairs or what we call the upper room and he tell and to tell that man that he is to lend that room to them because he's going to be eating the Passover meal with his disciples and they go and they speak to the man and the man indeed offers the room and Jesus tells the disciples to prepare the meal and that's the evening that we celebrate today that we call Monday Thursday. 
I want to tell you that every one of the Gospels, all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all of them tell us about this evening. But they also have their own peculiar things that they share with us, which I think are important. The main story of that night, it's all there in all four of the Gospels. But each of them tell us something a little bit different. For example, in Matthew 26, Matthew, which Mark also does, Matthew adds the part that after the supper, they sang hymns. They sang a couple of hymns or they sung some hymns before they retreated to the Mount of Olives. The hymns that, that Israel would sing after the Seder meal or after the Passover meal is what we call the Hallel Psalms or the Psalms of Ascension, or they're actually Hallel Psalms because they are praise psalms, praise songs. That's where we get the word Hallelujah, praise God, Yahweh, praise God. And those are Psalms 113 to about Psalm 118. And they sang together that night before they retreated across the valley and into the Mount of Olives. Mark pretty much tells us something very similar, but Mark also tells us something that I'm not sure that Matthew uh, shares, and, and I find it very important. In Mark chapter 14, Mark tells us that that night was the night of preparation when they would offer the lamb which would be the, 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 the night before Passover was to begin. It was the night of preparation. It was the day of preparation where everything in the meal was prepared. Everything for the sacrifice was prepared for the following day. I love what Luke does. Luke does something that none of the others do. Luke kind of presents us with a little bit more details of how a Seder meal would have been prepared. Luke is the only one that tells us that Jesus drank a cup, then broke bread, gave to his disciples and said, this is my body, and then he drank a second cup. The first cup is what we have come to know from a Seder meal, as the cup of the plagues, a cup that reminded the Jewish people of the time that Moses brought the plagues upon Egypt in order to convince Pharaoh to let his people go. The second cup that Luke mentions is the cup of redemption, which would be the third cup, and there was even a fourth cup, which uh, was Elijah's cup, and then a cup of praise. Luke is the only one that kind of gives us a little bit more details as to how a Seder meal was eaten by Jesus that night. And then John, of course, John doesn't have a lot of those details, but John gives us the details of Jesus washing the disciples' feet.
as you can see, they all have the meal. They all have details that are particular to each of them. And as we put them together, we can have a better sense of what happened that evening. The church calls this night Monday Thursday. And I will explain a little bit more in a moment about that word Monday that is not regular word in our vocabulary today. But the scriptures also call this night the day, the night of preparation or the day of preparation or the night before the day of preparation. What is this talking about? It was the night prior to the day when the lambs would be killed in the temple in preparation for the Passover feast that would be celebrated on our Friday. One of the things that is extremely important that we understand is that the way that the Jewish people marked the days, they didn't begin, begin from day to night as we do. They rather begun from twilight to twilight, from night to day, so that a day begun on Thursday, for example, the day of preparation would have begun on Thursday at 6 p.m. And it would end on Friday at 6 p.m. Then on Friday at 6 p.m., the Passover was about to begin until 6 p.m. on the Sabbath day. What Jesus is doing the night before, he is already entering into the day of preparation. And one of the things that is extremely important that we understand is that what Jesus is doing on Thursday night is he's preparing the disciples for what was to happen the following day. You see, the lambs would be killed. The lambs would be killed in the day of the day of preparation. By 3 p.m., all of the lambs would have been killed, and each family would take those lambs back to their home to prepare the meal, and after 6 p.m., they would celebrate the Passover. I want you to remind yourselves that as the lambs were being killed at 3 p.m. on Friday afternoon, Jesus was being crucified at that very time in a mountain nearby Mount Calvary. As the lambs are being killed on the day of preparation, Jesus is offering himself as the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. That's partly what this night is all about. Now let me return for a moment to that word, Mundi. The word Mundi really comes from the Latin, from mandate or mandatum. And it really means to command, to order something to happen, to, uh, to mandate. And that's where the word comes from. Why do we use it for this night? Well, we use it for this night because this night is so special that this is the night in which Jesus commanded all of his disciples, then and now, things that we needed to do. You see, 
I believe that this night, I like to think of this night as the night in which Jesus read or spoke or preached to the disciples his last will and testament. This is the night where Jesus teaches them the last very important things that he wants them to know prior to his death the following day and prior to his departure. If you knew that you were going to die in the next couple of days, would you not want to spend your last moments, your last hours with your family, with your children, with your spouses, and you would want to share with them everything that is important to you. And you want to encourage them. And you want them to tell them what is important in life and those things that you want them to do. That's what Jesus was doing this night. He was kind of giving them his last teachings, his last encouragement, his last commands. And when you and I read the Gospel of John primarily, we, we see some of these things that Jesus commanded to his followers, which are commands that are as valid today for you and for me as it was for them. One of those commandments, one of those commands, mandates, orders that Jesus gave is that we would celebrate this communion meal that for him was so important. What we call the Holy Eucharist or the Holy Communion or the table of the Lord. When Jesus broke bread, he said to his disciples, this is my body. Take, eat it. And every time you eat it, you remember me. And then he took the cup of wine and he, after giving thanks, gave it to them and said, here, drink this. Drink this. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many. Whenever you drink it, remember me. Remember what I have done. So with bread and with wine, he caused a new feast to be established. One of the things that has always blessed me when I read the scriptures is that whenever God did something amazing out of the ordinary, something he wanted everyone to remember, all of his children to remember forever, he would throw a feast right with it. And he would say, celebrate this every year, the Passover, the Feast of Tabernacles, all of the feasts that God established, so they were established so that the people of God never forgot what God had done for them. And I think Jesus was doing something very similar. He never wanted us to forget, to forget this last supper, this day of preparation, his sacrifice for your sins and my sins. And he said, every time you come together, as often as you get come together, I want you to celebrate this feast. I want you to take bread and I want you to remember these words I have spoken. I want you to take wine and I want you to remember what this is all about. And that's one of the things that Jesus commanded. And so we do it. We do it as often as possible and as often as we come together. 
Another thing that Jesus commanded, which is extremely important, and we find it in the Gospel of John, is that we live our lives as he lived his, as servants. Servanthood is one of the greatest qualities that Jesus commanded out of his disciples. And so in order to teach them about being servants, he washed their feet. What a shock that must have been. You see, part of the Seder feast was that at least twice during the, the, the meal, people would wash their hands at different times. But washing their feet? No wonder Peter couldn't handle it. That was shocking. That was amazing. That was something that would mark them forever. And it would mark us as well. So Jesus commanded that we be servants to one another and that we literally learn to wash each other's feet. Whenever you do something for others that shows servanthood, you are showing what Jesus is like. And it may not be literally washing feet, although I hope it is many times, but it's doing things that show our servant hearts, the heart of Christ in us. Another thing that Jesus commanded as you read uh, all that he taught that night, and I would invite you to read it in, in the Gospel of John, beginning with chapter 13 all the way to chapter 17. That's how important it was for Jesus. It took that many chapters. Another that Jesus taught is that we needed to love one another. He said, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And then later he says that the world would know that we are his disciples because they would witness the love of believers for one another, even at times loving our enemies, even loving those that we don't know and we might meet somewhere, somehow. Love needs to ooze out of our lives because we have been loved with a love that is amazing. And so he tells us that we need to love one another within the body of Christ, but also love others as ourselves. Another of the things that Jesus taught, which I find uh, very important, he says, believe in God, believe also in me. He's inviting us to believe in him. And then he adds, in my father's house, there are many rooms and I'm going to go prepare one for you and I'm going to come and, and get you and take you there. Believe that. And then he says to Thomas, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life and no one comes to the father except through me. Believe in me. Do you believe in God? Believe also in him. Another of the things I find that Jesus commanded in this last night with his disciples, and I'm only giving you a few. I invite you to read all of them. 
He invites us to receive the Holy Spirit. He tells us that the Holy Spirit is not just over us, that the Holy Spirit will be in us. That He will ask the Father and the Father will give the Helper. He will give another Helper, the Comforter, the Counselor. He would give His Holy Spirit not to live outside of us, but to live in the very insides of us. And He invites us and commands that we make room and that we ask the Lord, give us your Holy Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit that would help us to love one another, to have unity with one another, and to have the courage to be believers in the world in which we live, all through the centuries. So this night is Monday Thursday, a night of commandments, a night in which Jesus established certain things that you and I need to seriously consider and seriously embrace and seriously practice and celebrate. And whenever we celebrate it, we proclaim the death of our Lord, the resurrection of our Lord, and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Whenever we follow His commands, His mandates, we worship Him and we lift Him up that the world may know that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so that's what this night is about. And so I invite you to enter into this celebration of Monday Thursday with your hearts wide open, with your hearts wide open and say, Lord, yes, I accept your commands. I accept them and I will follow you. Tomorrow, I will take you not to an upper room where celebration is happening, but I will take you to a hill nearby, Mount Calvary. And we will look together at how Jesus turned symbols of bread and wine into a reality of His body and His blood being shed for the salvation of the world. So I invite you to be with us uh, tomorrow night as well at 7 p.m.